Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome to the Respect Our Decision Raw Reaction for the Florida Gators spring game. Had a lot of things we didn't like, obviously, a lot of things we did like. And guess what? We got another big commitment on hand. We're going to talk about it all here very shortly. As always, guys, make sure you go out there and download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're watching us on YouTube and you haven't already subscribed, why not? Why, why haven't you subscribed, man? It's as good a time as any to subscribe. We just hit 500 subscribers yesterday, guys. We appreciate all of you that already have. And if you haven't already, now's the time, man. Smash that subscribe button and, you know, hit that like and that notification bell so you get a notification every time we drop new content. Of course, we have the giveaway going this month for the hat that we've talked about every episode and we've posted on our social medias. So you want to make sure you're in there, man. Make sure, if you haven't already, drop a comment on the video as well. Let's get try to set a goal for this video, man. 100 likes on the video. Yeah. You know, we got 500 subscribers. Only takes, you know, 20% of y'all to smash that like button on this. And guys, we want to announce, as we announced on our social media platforms today, that we have gone out and got ourselves aligned with, hey, alma mater. It's not showing up now because my graphic has disappeared. So anyway, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you'll be all right with that. <laughs> live technical issues coming live right at us. We're live, there pal. We go. There we go, guys. Alma <laughs> <laughs> Mater Apparel in Gainesville, man. Fine Gator products, man. Like this hoodie I'm wearing right now. Lightweight hoodie, man. 
t-shirt material feels good, would be good to work out in, go jog in. Uh, you can wear it right up until the summer. Heck, if you're, you know, if you're a cold-blooded individual, you probably could wear it in the summer. Very, very comfortable. Very pleased with these products, guys. Watch for our links on all of our social media platforms. Uh, CJ's got a hat on right now that he got from right. Alma Mater. He's got the old hat school. That, yeah, old school's man. new again. Old school's new again. The rope hats, the golf hats, whatever you want to call them. The the, the kind of vintage looking. It's got the blue one here. I've got we've shown you guys the white one a lot. Uh, that's the one we're going to be giving away. And the giveaway, I've got it right here. It's a beautiful hat from our friends. It's got the Gator logo on the side of each one of these. They've got this one as well as in, in gray. Um, but the blue one here is the one I'm rocking tonight with the old school Gator script on the front. It's very, very 90s, 80s, Steve Spurrier, Charlie Pell-ish. I love it, man. I love the, you know, old school is new again. Yes, sir, man. So be on the lookout, guys, on our on our social medias, on our Facebook group, and on our Twitter page, at Respect Our Decision DCN. Um, for any links that we post as we post, you know, as we said, we've partnered with them to, you know, help a great Gator business sell great Gator merchandise. So, you know, be on the lookout guys. This is fine quality products here. I can't recommend them enough. I'm very pleased with the ones that I've purchased. I know CJ loves his hats there. Uh, always want to support those Gator businesses, man. So guys, we're going to start right away the big news. We've been hinting at it for a couple of weeks now. Big time safety. Xavier Filsamy is committed to the Florida Gators. This is a tremendous pickup for Billy Napier, Coach Corey Raymond. Um, best safety commit we've had in quite a while here. I mean, obviously we know uh, Kamari Wilson was a highly rated safety, got dunked down on – right there close to signing day because he wouldn't do interviews and you know, <laughs> stupid reasons why recruiting site. Hey, that's another shit. Um, man, what a great, he committed right there at halftime of the game. I, they had a little thing set up for him in the, uh, Hever center there. I believe it was did a commitment right there to a big party, had his family there. That's pretty awesome, man. You come halfway across the country to the spring game, commit there to a big party, new family and friends. Just another top-notch commit for that 2024 class that our man Wes, the hype man, has been just on the train for since last year. Wes, what do you think, brother? No, this is uh, CJ's guy. CJ's been on the, on, on this guy uh, for the longest, but you know uh, how I feel about the twenty four class, and uh, this is another step. I, I sent it to you guys uh, last night when we got him. Uh, this is the fourth recruit in the top fifty that we have in this class for the twenty four class. Um, you know my expectations of having a top. Uh, five class for this 24 class. And that's what I'm expecting. And this is another stepping stone to get in. Then we got two Texas kids. Now Uh, we have the quarterback in the class. uh, And now we have a, the number, is he the number two safety? I can't, some services have number twos. I think one I saw he was number four, uh, but uh, he was a borderline five-star guy, uh, depending on what site recruiting site that you look at, but uh, to have him in the class, uh, Hirsch mentioned it. We haven't had elite safety, 
uh, this caliber. Uh, I know Kamari was rated very high as well, but to me, just getting uh, a kid from out of Texas uh, speaks to, uh, again, I know we brought up Hamilton before, uh, but uh, Hamilton is putting in work. DJ is putting in work. Uh, uh, hopefully we get another the third uh, a guy from out of tech, you know, who I want as far as that Russian, the DN, uh, as far as Simmons. But I, I love this kid. I love what Raymond is doing. Uh, we talked about Raymond trying to wrap up his class early uh, and getting it done. Uh, so uh, to have a, a top 50 recruit in the class, the second uh, overall recruit in our class is just spectacular and special. And um, hopefully he can get his deserved five-star rating. Uh, like we we talked about with uh, Hayes and uh, uh, and Graham as well. So love those four guys at the top of our class right now. Yeah, before we let CJ jump on the hype train, because I know he's very excited about this one. This is kind of a live breaking news right here about Xavier. I hadn't noticed this. Since he committed, he got a bump. Oh, wait a minute. What? What? We're making a difference in the composite now. As of last night, Xavier feels to me is the number thirty-six prospect in the country. Uh oh, uh, that, that, that must be an error in the matrix or something. They're going to have to uh, wash the servers or something. Yeah, somebody will wake up. Somebody will wake <laughs> up here shortly and go ahead. And CJ, hype right. the man. Hype the man up. I know you're excited. <laughs> I love this. Xavier feels to me. Turn on the film. Watch him. He's an old school safety. Man loves contact. He wants to hit somebody. Um, you know, kind of in the vein of the guys that we used to see running around here, the Keanu Neal's of the world, the, the Marcus Mays of the world, the Major Wrights of the world, Reggie Nelson, uh, just all these guys that we used to love to watch run around here and, and just knock heads off. I'm, I'm excited for it. The dude has shown he's a ball hawk. The guy gets after it. He doesn't take plays off. He, he's a downhill kind of player. Um just just a great kind of throwback safety player where he's just looking to make a play, a big play. He's got incredible film. I, I think he's probably, to me, from what I've seen, I think he's the best safety in the country uh, coming out. I, I don't care about the number two rankings. I don't I don't give a crap. You, you put him wherever you want to put him. But me, watching his film, I think he's the best safety we've got in the country. I think that this is a massive get. This is going to be a kind of guy who has – potential to be an all-american he's got that kind of athlete all, all over him you know things happen and you know you you can't you can't predict the future but right now if you were to ask me i truly believe this kid will have a brick outside the stadium i think he's that kind of player i think he's an insane athlete that just gets it and then you've got a guy like Corey raymond who's only going to make him better and then, too, you know, we talk about, like, all the other safeties on the board. It looks like we're getting ready to flip this room completely um, compared to where we were. We had a bunch of guys that were running, like, four eights playing safety that really couldn't get back there to it. So you're, you're having a difficulty playing the front end of the game because your back end isn't being able to, to keep up with those receivers. So now you're starting to see guys come into the safety room that that can definitely make plays on the back end. And Xavier Filsamy is, is like the – the coup de gras. I mean, this guy is going to be massive for us. I, I'm I am super excited to see him when he gets here. Yeah, man. Um, like you said, we're really flipping the rooms all the way around. And if there was one great takeaway I had from the spring game, and I don't want to take too much away from our reaction here, we're about to give is that the young guys that this staff evaluated looked really good on the field last night. So. 
that's just one thing that I was very excited about and looking forward to see going farther. Um, you know, we've heard there could be a couple other commits on the horizon. We don't, we don't have a timetable on that right now, but, um, man, I, the staff is doing work. Uh, this is the, the hottest start in Gator recruiting since I don't even remember when, um, Coach Raymond is about to have his class sewed up, you know, real quick so he can help Rob Sale do a little recruiting, I'm thinking. So maybe we can get some elite offensive linemen in here. Um, you know, I, I hate to to get Wes all riled up like that, but <laughs> um, Coach, Coach Raymond is doing the damn thing. That's all there is to say about that. We won't go any further into it for now. Um, I'm excited. So, without any further ado, then, guys, we're going to jump right into it. Raw reaction time, man. We're going to start and go around kind of the room here and talk about what we liked and what we didn't like and and, and just, you know, give it a little banner about what we'd like to see going forward. Wes, you want to start us off, man? What did, what did you like last night and what didn't you like? Well, what I did like... Was uh, going at the rewatching, and and I know we, I, I personally thought the defense would have been a little laid back, uh, playing uh, safe, and I thought they were doing a lot of blitzing, but it was a lot of four man rushes. Uh, it was just scheme of what Armstrong was doing, and and we heard about his energy, uh, through reports and. Uh, from insiders and different things, uh, uh, talking about how energetic this this guy was, calling him a young Kirby, etc. Uh, I, I loved what the defense was doing as far as doing different uh, things on the uh, on uh, as far as scheming wise, as far as blitzing, uh, different ways, and and it's still being just four guys rushing. We we know Tony said that he didn't blitz a lot, but it seemed like very very vanilla things that it was just basic four man rushing. So uh, to see him be creative with how those four guys are rushing that gave our offensive line uh, issues last night was very, very entertaining. Even him talking to Mertz on the sideline, uh, th- that, that was someone I saw, even though he's a defensive coach, he was still uh, in tune with what the offense was doing and pumping Mertz up, and I love that. I, I know I sent you guys that when we watched the game last night that I love that he's engaged with the offense as well. Um, also, uh, to, to speak about – you know, some negative. Uh, I know fans want to know it, it was the offense. Uh, as far as the offensive line, and we had some guys out, and that's what I want people to, to temper and, and and understand that the offensive line was uh, spaced out. Uh, Harris didn't play. I know we has had some some stats with the center, and, and that was one of my things that I wanted to see clean football. And we didn't see clean football from the offensive line. A lot of that started with the center, and we had. And y'all know how I was about the center problem last year with Kingsley. Uh, and, and it seems like we don't have any uh, backup. The backup center, which was I think it was uh, Kearney was playing back last night, and and he had a little bit of issues with with the snap. That's not his natural position. Uh, so hopefully, uh, we we'll, I know we're going to talk about the portal maybe later and some things going there. But um, we we need a, a backup center maybe if, if Harris. I don't know. I don't think he's out for any long period of time. But he is our backup center. But he is a true freshman at the same time. So. Uh, I, I had a lot of problems with the snapping of the of the ball, made it harder for our quarterbacks. And again, if you watched the press conference or heard about it after the game, fans, 
This was very vanilla offense. I want you guys to understand that we are playing Utah week one. Billy Napier is not going to put anything out there that Utah can take and say, oh, we're going to scheme for this. That, that That's just not going to happen. And it, to me, it was more about our defense doing things uh, and, and, and coming along with the new defensive coordinator more than me worry about offense. Merce was fine. He, he wasn't spectacular. But if our defense can be what we think, our, what we hope in year two our defense can be, and we know where we can run the ball, we don't need Mer- Merce to be spectacular. So that's what I took away from it. Definitely. Um, yeah, like you said about the offensive line, there there was some things to be alarmed about, but not too much. Like, you know, it was a patchwork offensive line. Like we said, Kingsley not playing. Uh, it's just, we'll get to all that. I know CJ has some things you want to put out there. CJ, what was your takeaways from this contest? Um, I mean, the only – I mean, I saw a lot of great things from a lot of great players. I saw a lot of stuff. The young wide receivers really getting involved, like Andy Jean and Aiden Mizell, Arliss Boardingham making plays, a great catch on the sideline that he had. Um, there was a lot of things there. I'm not really worried about Mertz. I mean, you look at his stat line, he threw he completed 64% of his passes. He had 240 yards. He threw a touchdown. It is what it is. I mean, and two, everybody was worried about his pocket presence. I'm like, guys, they're playing a two-hand touch. He can't get touched, so he's got to roll out. He's got to run. I mean, it's not like he can just stand there and let hands put on him because, I mean, then he's down. So he's got to roll out and try to make a play because they're trying to run things. And once these things, like, progress, uh, there are certain routes that they're going to run that are just designed for one receiver um, because they want to see how he does in his progression there and runs his route. So there's a lot of that that's going to be in there. Um, not worried about the the offensive line as much, uh, Not this, especially the center spot. You don't have your starting your starting center. Then Najee doesn't play, so you don't have your backup center. Then you have Rod, who's just a guard. Um, he's never really played center. He's going to have to learn. Luckily, when it comes to snapping the ball, that's all repetition. You, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Uh, I remember watching early on in 2010, watching uh, Pouncey snap the ball all over the place, and it rolled down the field, and nobody – here thinks that Pouncey was a bad center. He learned, he played, and he was an all-pro in the NFL. So you're going to have to learn. He's going to have to snap the ball. If that's what they want him to do, he'll just work on that. Um, I love the play by the defensive backs. They were super aggressive. Um, I love no free yards. Uh, so guys when, when guys would like you know run like a play that was like, hey, uh, we might get a pass interference or two here or there, but – it ain't going to come easy. We're not going to leave you open. We're not going to let you just catch a, a you know, a wide open pass. We're going to kind of muscle you up a little bit, be aggressive. Um, you know, you saw guys that they would get beat, so they just go hit the receiver. Instead of giving up a big long throw, they give up 15 yards. Um, so that's kind of what I'd like to see more of is, is, you know, hey, we got beat, not just like give it up on a play, being aggressive. Uh, we saw the, the front line absolutely maul people. The young guys that we brought in, Caleb Banks looked good. Cameron Jackson looked good. Big Dez played good. Pyburn came around the edge and made a play. Uh, the linebacker crew, my man Jaden Robinson out there making plays, dude, in coverage. Love to see that. Uh, the only real concern I have is the kicking game. The kicking game scares me to death um, because I'm afraid the way our offense is and the way we're going to be set up, there might be a lot of times this year we're going to need to kick field goals. And we right now it does not look like we have a reliable kicker. Now he could get better in the summer, 
you know, he hit the last one to kind of get some of his confidence back. But there's just that's the one thing that really would really would worry me coming out of the spring game. All great points. Uh, I was I had noted about the kicking game as well. I'm you know, you, you see Smack miss one, get one block, then you have then he hits an absolute bomb down the pipes, you know, for the quote unquote win. I'm you know, was there pressure on that kick? No, not really. I mean, other than hey, I might not win this job if I don't start making some of these. <laughs> yeah, but. To go back on some of the things you said, um, you know, Wes hit on the offensive line. We talked a little bit about it. Um, good takeaways. The young guys look phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. You mentioned Jaden Robinson. That was one of my highlighted guys. Uh, tackling, shooting the A-gap on a blitz right there early in the game, uh, making plays in coverage. This is a guy that hadn't been on campus very long, and he's he wasn't highly ranked as some of some of the other guys in our class were he was a late take after we missed some other targets and this is a kid that 2 years ago was playing safety so he can cover he just outgrew the position um i'm not saying he's he's Brian Erlacher reinvented or you know anything like that but you know Brian Erlacher was safety and outgrew it and made a pretty damn good linebacker that's the kind of transition some of these kids can make uh, another guy, Andy Jean, man, getting the ball in space and making plays. He he had a screen play where he took the ball, avoided a tackle, you know, shook some ankles and got positive. I think he got a first down on that play. Caught another one on a sit down in the middle of the field. It's, you know, you love to see it. You mentioned Cam Jackson. Cam Jackson is going to make money one of these days, because that young man is an animal. Caleb Banks as well. We got us two real ones on the defensive interior defensive line in Banks and Jackson. Um, let me talk a second about the about a man that I don't, you know, Cam Carroll is a full-grown man-child. If you didn't watch the game or maybe you've only saw, saw some highlights, Cam Carroll it might be the best number three running back in the country. Um, out there hurdling guys, you know, in the spring game, you know, showing, hey, my knee is healthy, I'm ready to go, and I'm going to challenge for some playing time. Uh, one of you guys, I, we know Johnson and NTN are, are, are beasts, but, hey, y'all better not be slipping because Cam Carroll's going to grab some carries off of you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Quarterback battle, like you said, Graham Mertz, did he, did he wow you? No. Were you concerned after watching? Probably, because that's what we do. We overreact to things like this. Um, I tell you this, I, I have no doubts that, that he's secured the job as the number one quarterback. Jack Miller, while he made some throws, took some really risky chances, threw some balls into coverage that were very reminiscent of uh, the last few quarterbacks to come through town reminded me of some Emory-type throws. Coverage was there, and he was like, hell with it, I'm throwing it anyway. Um, Max Brown, while his arm is lively, it looks like it might just be a little too lively. Anytime he took a shot anywhere past you know, 20 yards, he overthrew his receiver by a good 8 to 10 yards. I know he's athletic, but 
there's a reason he's down there taking lower snaps right now. I mean, it's just I, the staff sees sees it every day. I, I love the kid. I love his work ethic. I just don't think he's he's. I don't personally think he'll ever take a snap at the University of Florida. Just my personal takeaway. Um, guys, it, you know it. It is what it is. It's a spring game, and and what do the Florida Gator fans do? We overreact. Oh my God! How do we only score seventeen, 17 points in a spring points. game? The lowest scoring spring game in the history of Florida. Because football. this is who Billy Napier is. He's not out there to impress you, whether you like it or not. You might say, "Well, that's a bad way to be." I mean, we're the fans. We we pay for tickets and all that. Billy Napier's plan is not spring game two thousand twenty three. Billy Napier's plan is. I want to be in the playoffs 2024, 2025, and I've got to get this roster right. And that means we got to get some guys in here that can play ball. And you're seeing it, but they're young. They're going to make mistakes. Now, I will say this, man, and we I've hyped it for a few weeks now. Austin Armstrong is a winner. That dude is hyper. He is excited. He's like, He's got that young passion that uh, Muschamp had when he was a defensive coordinator. When you you know the uh, when he got the nickname Boom, he's out there yelling, cussing. You see him, you know, aha on these guys the five on the shuffle. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a competitor, man. But his kids are feeding it, feeding off of it, and you can see it on the field. Uh, Wes brought it up about the four man blitzes, but the, the offense didn't know where they were coming from. You know, usually in a spring game, your your thing is, oh, don't blitz. Austin Armstrong came out and said, guess what, baby? I'm here. And my defense is, is not going to get – this ain't the third and Grantham BS and all that kind of stuff. Y'all aren't going to be saying that ish about me because we're going to bring the heat and we're going to be excited. And, you know, I'm for it, man. Yeah. I'm excited to see good – hustling defense that's one of the things i wanted to see i wanted to see a better communication out of the defense i wanted to feel like our defensive backs played better and to me they did now i saw some people saying god do our defensive backs know how to turn around you're talking about jakeen jackson out there in his first live performance in the swamp yeah and marcus burtz made the circus catch around his back because he didn't turn these guys are young man they got to get their timing down they will that's why they're not the starters right even, now. Even still, even on that catch, if we're going to talk about it, what else? It took is, a ridiculous catch. <laughs> what what is what else is, is Marcus Burke going to – I mean, like, what's, what's Jakeem Jackson going to do at that point? How many receivers in the country are making that catch consistently? Because I, no I don't think Marcus Burke could do that catch again. I think no, that's his one and done. That, I, catch in, that catch is on SportsCenter <laughs> every five years. Yeah, like, that's just – that's, that's – no, even – even with the uh, Aiden Mizell, I think he held Mizell once uh, on a route. And we didn't talk about Mizell yet, but that kid is uh, fast, brought fast. Him up. CJ brought him oh, up. you did, CJ, my, my bad. Fast. I didn't hear my bad. Just like, to, steal a fast, line from, fast. to steal a line from the longest yard. He's so fast. He makes, he makes fast people look not fast. Not so fast. <laughs> we get it. He's fast. <laughs> so so we, we hope a lot of DBs 
have trouble with somebody that the caliber. That's why we were, that's why we hyped up Mizell, Eugene Wilson, and uh, Andy Jean in the class. We, yeah. we have elite receivers. So it, when it comes to spring games and you have one side going against the other side, stuff is good. You, you don't know what to be positive Somebody's about. You're going to have, if, if, think yeah, about what some, you just some, said, though, Wes. <laughs> Somebody's got to lose, guys. Somebody. Yes. Um, <laughs> you talk about Mizell and you talk about Gene. Eugene Wilson hadn't even got on campus yet. And he might be better than than those guys. Now, given what I've seen from Andy Gene, he got to be really good because Andy Gene is a dude. (laughs) CJ said it before we we started recording. Andy Gene is a dude. And that cat right there is going to play this year. I'm not saying he's going to put up 1,000 yards or something crazy, but he's going to make a couple plays this season. We're like, that's a freshman. Yes. That is a true freshman. And guess what? If you're having quarterbacks that aren't going to make amazing plays, and guess what? Graham Mertz is not going to make amazing plays. I'm not going to say he might not make a throw sometime this season. Like, wow. But on the whole, Graham Mertz is not going to make amazing plays. You know who is going to make amazing plays? Kids like Andy Gene, and that is a quarterback's best friend. Get it into your playmaker's hands and let them do work. Soon we as saw possible. that last night. Exactly. We saw we saw Pearsall go up and get one last night. We saw Mizell come back for one. We saw Arliss Boardingham make a toe tap catch on on the sideline. These guys are basically what we've all said. We just get a quarterback who can just get it in the vicinity and let them make a play. Will be in pretty good shape. Ball receivers in space, man. Let's see it. Exactly. Deliver the ball That's to them. Uh, now, granted, we still. The offensive line is still going to have to sell us. Like, we're going to have to see them as it gets into the fall. We're going to have to see five guys take hold of that line and, and gel it together. That It's going to be a concern until we see it with our own eyes. You're replacing a lot of snaps on that offensive line. I mean, you know, Ethan White, gone. Troutwine, gone. Osiris, gone. I mean, you know, um, I'm forgetting left half. Garage. Garage, right. gone. I mean, that's a lot of – Experience gone that you have to replace. So you they're Barbara you're, you're, flipping, and yeah. Barbara's flipping from right tackle to left tackle. So that's a new position for him. Um, if you weren't able to catch Billy's press conference after the game, Billy did say, "Hey, we're not at eighty-five players. Um, the spring portal opens up Saturday, and we're going to be um open for business. So we're not done molding this roster into what we're going to see going into fall camp." There's, you know, we've still got a few. Uh, Dejon Johnson's not on campus yet. Eugene Wilson is not on campus yet. So Billy said we're going to. I, I saw this too. Billy said we were going to add another quarterback to the room. Guys, I don't want people to go out there and get their hopes up that we're shopping for another portal quarterback. I don't believe that's what it is. Um, we talked about it, and, and I'm going to keep this because I want people to keep a level head. We talked about it from the minute Austin Simmons committed that he may be reclassifying to the 23 class. I'm not saying it's happening yet. It's never done until all the paperwork is submitted and he's cleared to do so. But I believe right now that is who Billy is referring to. So don't don't go looking at the portal list and seeing who what quarterbacks are out there going oh we should go get him or we should go get him because most likely it's not happening right now 
I mean, it, I, I hate to be the bearer of that news. And I know somebody's going to listen and be like, well, Billy doesn't want to win then. Look, I've said it before. I've said it again. We've all talked about it. This year ain't the year Billy sh- playing to be winning the East or anything like that. Billy's trying to improve this football team to make a long-term powerhouse out of, not a 2023 powerhouse out of. It sucks. We want to be the University of Florida, man. We want to win every single season. We want to we want 10, 11, 12 victories. That's, you know, that's what we're our goal is. And it should always be. But fans have to understand, and we we've got we, we've said this multiple times, and I know we have some new listeners. Our program was bad when bad. they arrived here. I, I don't think we, and, I, and like you said, we 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 consider ourselves the University of Florida, and we are the University of Florida, and we should be in contention every year, and we will get back to that eventually. But we were bad guys; like the program was broken. Uh, in in the words of Urban Meyer when he left here, and he said, "I know I shouldn't bring up Urban Meyer, but." We were broken. When Dan Mullen left here, he left a broken program. And it's not going to change overnight with all these new things with NIL and uh, dealing with that and, and trying to get recruiting back. We are not where 15 years ago. We're not that program anymore. So we, we have reputation of it, and the fans still want it, and we deserve it, and I, and I want it too. I'm not sitting here. I'm hard on the staff. I'm hard on the office line coach. I think they need to do better. But – this program was broken and it's going to take a good foundation to, to build it back up. And that's what Billy's trying to do. And I'm, I'm patient enough to know that I need that build back up by him taking his time, getting a solid foundation, building the culture the right way. And then we have the program that we, we want for that'll last us the next 10, 15 years. We, we, if we want that, be patient. Yeah. There was a lot of rot in the program and you had the last, uh, you've had like the last three coaches, kind of come in and just paint over the rot, right? So they would just come in and you throw – if you paint over rust, the rust is going to come back through every time. It ain't going to – you might not see it for like you know, a little while because you, you look at what McIlwain did, you look at what Muschamp did, you look at what Dan Mullen did. They had some successful seasons, but they never addressed the rot. And it's painful when you start to really peel back the layers and you really start to realize, man, this thing is bad. And it's going to be painful watching it. It's going to be hard to do, and you guys are going to just going to have to take your medicine. We don't CJ want to. You don't. You know, I know you don't want to take the medicine. <laughs> I don't want to take the medicine. It tastes like s. I don't want it. But I'm telling y'all right now, you better start to eat crap and learn to like the taste of it because we're going to have to eat a lot of it to get back to where we want to be. Because you've got a lot of guys that had to get culled out. You, you kind of starting. You're starting two years behind when Billy got here. So you had to take a year to flesh out the rot. Now you got to take a year to build back. And then the next year, maybe we can start seeing some real, real progress. But right now, guys, there's just a lot wrong and you've got to fix it. And you, we brought in a bunch of talented players and our composite is going to say we're really talented. You know what they are? A bunch of talented freshmen. A freshman is still a freshman. He might wow you. He might show you a lot of stuff. He's still got a lot to learn. So you're going to have to be patient. You nailed it, brother. I can't, I can't say it any better than that. Um, Like you said, when the rust is there, man, you got to sand the damn thing down and sometimes you got to get rid of it. You just, (laughs) sometimes you got to cut it out. 
Guys, before we jump, final well, thoughts. That was, that was well said. That was well said. Final thoughts from, from the spring game. Wes? Yeah, um, my final thought is um, as much as I love offense, me being a former defensive player and me knowing what even with uh, McElwain years and we had a championship defense um, throughout the, the, the time and I missed that. Um, I'm happy with Armstrong. I'm happy with what I saw as far as uh, the multiple ways he got pressure. Um, that that was good. Uh, I got to bring up, and I didn't bring it up in my first uh, a reaction, but uh, CJ's boy, Jaden Robinson, was special. Uh, I, I see special written. He flashed. Uh, we didn't bring up Caleb Banks, I don't think. Uh, he, he did some nice things out there. The defense in, in whole, we, we talked about how deep the defensive line was earlier in some other uh, previous podcasts, that defensive line and the bodies we're going to be able to ro- rotate in and out. And, and Kelby Collins looks like who we hope he would look like. That guy is going to be special as well. So Hurst has talked about those those freshmen and how they're going to be developed. Those are the guys that are going to two or three years from now, when, when we in it, uh, their junior class with, with, with DJ Lagway, Austin Sims coming in um, at, at the quarterback position, I love where this program is heading. I, I love seeing those guys flash on defense and just being the right place and doing the right things. And shout out to Bateman uh, as well. We didn't talk about I, I sent this to you guys. He's the number three recruiter in the country right now. So to, we saw what he did with Bernie and how he elevated him. So uh, now he we, we talked about can he get the guys in because he missed a lot last year. Uh, shout out to Bateman as well uh, with, with, with finding Jaden Robinson, flipping him from South Carolina last year because – uh, he's going to be a special kid. CJ? I think that I'm going to sum it up this way, and I'm going to put it it's very blunt. We didn't come away last season complaining about our offense. We wanted to see the defense fix itself. Billy Napier made a statement in the spring game, hey, here's your damn defense. Okay, that's that's what this was. Here's your damn defense back. Are you going to make a statement? We're not going to worry about this offense stuff. You guys want to see me fix the defense? You want to see somebody come in here with a lot of energy, fix this defense? This is what we're going to get. It might not have been flashy. It might not be what you're used to. You're used to Dan Mullen bringing back guys off the bench and letting Felipe Franks throw 60-yard bombs to fans like Make-A-Wish kids or whatever. This wasn't about us. This is about recruiting, and it's about development, and that's what we saw and if you don't like it, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, <laughs> you might like it when we start to win, and you might see the the really the point of it then. I think that's the main thing that I've taken away from this. Let these guys do what they're doing. I can see things changing every day, putting us in the right direction. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to let this play out. You know, when things start to go bad and I really realize they're going bad, I'll be the first one to say it. But, guys, these guys need some time. We just need to calm down. Let these guys work. Let's get through the summer. Let's add some guys through the portal, whatever we need to do, the gaps. Let the young guys get as much experience as they can um, and really show us why they were brought in. Yeah, uh, man, I hate to break this record, but guys, Billy said it the first day he was here. You're not going to like me sometimes. You're not going to understand what I'm doing. Be patient. Guess what? Gator fans, we're impatient. We know that. It, it is what it is. I know that some of us are, some of us aren't. Hey, I complain about things. 
I, just like every other person does. But here's what I can do. I can sit back and I can watch that game last night and go, wow, all those kids that they brought in that this staff recruited and is coaching from scratch really look good. Cameron James, uh, TJ Cersei looks like a – we didn't hardly even mention TJ Cersei. TJ Cersei looks like he's going to be a real one too. I mean, these are all kids that have just stepped on campus. They've got a, a few weeks of practice under their belt, and they're already showing their athleticism on the field. Give them all summer and then into fall practice and then some actual games. What are they going to look like a year down the road when they're seasoned veterans? And that's what he's building to, is stockpiling this team with talent that is coached correctly, that is given the fundamentals. We've seen what kids under his tutelage and the tutelage of his staff can do. Montrell Johnson, Osiris, you know, the best players we had last year. Uh, a year of uh, Trevor Entian came up under this staff. I, give him time, guys. Yeah, yes. G- give him time, guys. It's going in the right direction. It may not look like that on a spring game on April 13th of 2023 with a whole bunch of guys that are getting their first snaps in and, you know, not everybody playing. And a a quarterback that we did not expect to be our quarterback, you know, six months ago. But give it time. Let this man coach. Let his staff coach, let them continue to recruit kids like we just got Xavier Filsamy, DJ Lagway, Miles Graham, Darius Hayes, all these guys, top 60 players with more to come. I mean, it, you just got to do it, man. You, you, what choice do you have right now? I mean, if you don't want to watch Gator football, then that, I mean, that is your. That's your choice. But at the end of the day, we know you're going to watch. Come on. There you go. Come on. You're going to watch. <laughs> so you can either watch it pissed off that we're not maybe doing what we what what we want to happen this year, or you can look at it and say, these guys are growing, man. I, I, I see the direction. I see what we're trying to do here. I also understand that, Young guys are going to make mistakes on the way. So maybe we ought to, you know, oh, man, Andy Jean dropped the pass. Uh, well, he's a freshman. Just remember Keanu Neal and Marcus May struggling against Alabama that year. Yes, there's the a good example. But, I mean, and, and and not to say what we got on the field is May and Neal, but you got to they got to play to get experience and to get coached up, and these guys got to play together to to. You know, it's it's a process. You got to start yeah, somewhere. And it's frustrating. I get it, man. I didn't watch that game going, good Lord, we, we're almost there. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that game going, man, we got a ways to go. But talent is on the field. Defense is playing aggressive and hustling to the ball and making tackles. I mean, hey. There weren't a whole lot of long runs, and we know we got good running backs. Three of them. Uh, 
Four really Traon Webb looked really good last night too. Yeah, he did. He did. He so I mean, there's another young player, and that kid's gonna have to play next year. Not not maybe this season, but the season after, Traon Webb's gonna be on the field. So, guys, I'm not here to tell you don't be frustrated all the time, but I'm just here to tell you to be a little patient, just like Billy Napier told you from the first day you got here. Let's see what happens in the fall. Let's see what players get added in this portal, and let's see this 2024 class continue to really grow and and get more talent to come to Gainesville so that this isn't a short-term fix. It's a long-term fix and gets the Gators where they're supposed to be year in and year out. Guys, we appreciate you turning in, man. Like I said, this is this is just our raw reaction and our thoughts. Your thoughts may be completely different, and that's fair. You know, that's what makes us fans, man. We all have our own opinion. We all have our own voice. You may not like our voice. You may say, man, y'all are wrong, and that's, your, that's fine, man. That's what we're here for. But as always, guys, we respect your decision. you got to respect our decision. That's what it's all about. <laughs> so, guys... We will catch you next week. Uh, make sure you tune in later this weekend for our pod of the people. We'll be up on YouTube as well. And if you haven't already, like we said at the top of the show, man, this is a great time. We're growing quick. Don't be last to the party. Subscribe to the channel. Jump on board. Make sure you leave a comment and drop a like and be in the register for that for that free hat that we're giving away. Guys, you got anything you want to add before we jump? Buy the merch. Buy the merch. Our friends at Alma Mater. Yeah. Buy the merch. Don't give those other guys your money. Give give the guys that are that are just like us, the fans. Yes. This Gators. is fan wear designed by Gators. I can tell you right now, this, boy, this, I've been loving wearing this shirt. This. And I'm loving it, man. This is better than this is as good as anything I've ever got from Fanatics. And let me tell you, I placed this order on Thursday and it was at my door on Monday. Them jokers were quick. Yep. And make sure they got to hit the link. Hit that link. Yeah, uh, use our link. To, uh, use our order. links. It'll say yeah. it'll have Hershey in the link, man. Leave reviews on the website. Link. Tell them we sent you. We tell them, yeah. Tell them respect yeah. our decision sent you. All right, guys. We will catch you on the next one, man. Go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.